Hey, Mama. Hey, Mama. Hey, Mama. What you doing? Hello, friends. Welcome to Co-Parenting, your Thrive Guide podcast. My name is Deborah Lene, and I am the host. Thank you so much for taking the time again to be with me today. I really appreciate you listening. Last week, my web hosting company had a spam attack, so I was not able to upload an episode, and I appreciate your patience. It was I was able, after a couple of days, I was able to, but I decided to wait until this week to go ahead and upload this podcast. So thank you so much for joining me. This week's episode is on a subject that I am sure you all are very familiar with, and probably one that you have had experience with as well. I know for me, I have a lot of experience just because as a single mother and struggling to make it. So I wanted to talk, it's been on my mind the last few weeks, so I wanted to talk to you this week about helping our children cope with financial difficulties. And it's been on my mind because of obviously the pandemic and with all the layoffs and pay cuts and foreclosures and the debt that people are in, this is unfortunately a reality of the day and time that we are living in. And so I just wanted to share with you some thoughts about how we can help our children understand these tough times that many of us are going through. And what you share with your children about your family's financial problems, and the way in which you share it can have a profound impact on their ability to process and to cope and even on their own financial future. If you or your other co-parent are facing a very difficult financially trying time, whether or not you've tried to hide it from your children, most likely they already know. And children are as I'm sure many of you know, are incredibly perceptive. And so they pick up on our stress and our hushed conversations and the change spending habits and how, you know, when we go into a grocery store, we're more careful about what we're buying and we look at the price more carefully. And so they they are picking up on all those cues, whether we believe it or not, and whether we give them credit for it or not. And so if we don't give an explanation, and if the children don't feel the assurances from us as parents, it can lead to insecurity, it can lead to confusion, and their emotions can cause stress, additional stress and anxiety, And even probably some psychological problems if it goes on, you know, for a long time. If you are a parent suffering from debt or working in debt negotiations, or even if you've had to make those phone calls, I know I have, where, you know, I need a little extra time to pay my electricity bill or my cell phone bill, whatever way that's in, it's likely that your children have already heard that. So they know that things are 
going this way. They realize it. And so for us as parents, it's really important that we convey not just that we love them, but also everything's going to be okay. And discussing this with them also provides an opportunity for you and for me as a mother to teach our children financial responsibility so that maybe they can make better choices in the future. The best ways to tell your children about family, financial issues, and whatever your place is or whatever you've got going on, there are, and it's a very sensitive subject, so there are some guidelines that I think are good and that I've picked up over the years, and it really depends upon the child's age. So I know that a couple of the books I've read where sharing, if the children are under 12, sharing fewer details and emphasizing security are the two main things. So if they're under 12, we want to not give them lots of details because they can't process that. And but we want to emphasize that we love them, we're going to be okay. And even if it's the other parent that is having financial difficulties, I think that when one of the parents and they're not living together are going through a difficult time, I think it's important to communicate that outside of the children first, so that then you can make a united front and be like, okay, dad is having a tough time right now. And it really allows an opportunity for better communication for all parties involved, not just the child, but for the mother and father, for myself, for my co-parent. It really, really helps. And I I, I know for me, I was thinking back years ago when Bree was about 10, my oldest daughter was about 10, her dad and I had been fought, you know, there was custody, there was a lot of fighting back and forth. And she was struggling in school. And so we made a commitment that once a week, we would meet for dinner, the three of us and go over, you know, her schoolwork or it was mainly she was struggling in school. So we made a commitment to do that. And While our circumstances with us arguing so much didn't change immediately, I feel like that that started, that was a gateway to better communication to where by the time she was 15, 16, we were communicating, we weren't fighting. And then by the time she was in college, we are, we are fine. We are fine to be in each other's presence. I mean, you know, I, I don't even remember the things we fought over now. It's been a it's been a while. So I think that if the parents can communicate outside of the children, I mean, even if it's so say it's you having the financial difficulties, if you can call the other parent and say, Hey, listen, you know, I lost my job, I got my hours cut back, whatever it is. I think that that allows for the other parent, A, to show 
understanding and compassion. And I think that what will happen is it will allow the other parent to really take that opportunity to support you, even if they haven't been. So that is one of the things. I think um, getting back to the age thing and discussing it with your children, I think most teens might be financially literate and can handle more information, but if they understand it, they can cope better with it. And, and they may be more receptive to discussing family issues and family money issues better than someone younger. But just take into consideration the child's maturity level um, before you decide what method you're going to use. Another thing um, that I think is important is don't lie to the kids because they know. Um, You can choose how you phrase things without lying. But I think if you try to pretend there's not an issue, it makes for more insecurity on the part of the child because they know innately they know there's stuff going on but don't give false information and if you have teenagers definitely don't because they already know I mean you know you know how kids kids are pretty slick and smart I also think that this is a time if you are having financial difficulties that educating your children on finances it's a perfect time um, by teaching your kids hey listen we're having to save more I have to be more careful. I can't spend, you know, like I used to. And it really allows you the opportunity to teach your children frugality and to use your own financial mishaps, if if it is a mishap. I mean, with the pandemic, it probably isn't. But it's a good time to, to use it as a learning tool and that the kids know it is okay to be fallible. It's okay. Um, We're not all perfect, and so it is okay. The next thing is to focus on the positive. So you can emphasize that, okay, these changes we're going to have to make for now, but it's going to be better in the long term. And this move will allow us new opportunities elsewhere, whatever your specific issue is. Always focus on the positive and then in focusing on the positive, always make sure you follow it up with, you know, your parents will always love you. Your dad's always going to love you. I'm here for you. We're secure and just reassuring to the kids that everything is okay. The other thing, and I hit on it earlier, but was to show a united front. And so, like I said, having a conversation with the other co-parent and discussing it ahead of time. And I really wish that in my own life, when I look back on how I co-parented with Bree and her dad, there were times when I was struggling and I never said anything. And I feel like that it would have given him an opportunity to show compassion for me. And I never allowed that because I am very prideful when it comes to that. (laughs) And I don't easily ask for help. And so I feel like that had I done that, it would have allowed a, a quicker healing. And we would have been able to overcome other problems quicker. If I would allowed myself to be vulnerable and say, hey, I'm really struggling. I, you know, 
having a hard time financially or whatever it was, it would have allowed for that um, opportunity for him as well. So showing a united front is very, very important. One of the things that I think as parents and especially single parents and is that we use our child as a confidant. And so I would say that we should not use our child as a confidant because I think it's important to maintain a healthy boundary. I know with Bree, I was very young when I had her. So it was always like, okay, everybody was like, you guys are like sisters. And I'd be like, yes, but I'm in charge. So that's how always what it was. And Bree knew I was always in charge. But yet I you know, I tried to be, but I'm sure some people thought that I was too close to her. Um, But I think having a healthy boundary when it comes to finances is good. um, Because you don't want to overshare because if you overshare, especially depending on the age, then your child will have an added sense of stress. And, you know, kids don't have answers, or they don't even have the mindset for finances or to take responsibility for the finances. So it's in the best interest of the child that you you not overshare. I think that when it comes to this subject, it's also important that you allow the child a space to express their anger. And I think why I, I thought this was If a child has to give up something because of financial issues, for instance, they can't play whatever, soccer, or you have to not take this trip or whatever, that allowing them the space to express their anger is very important. Because if you don't, I think it leads to resentment. And I think if you give them the space to open up, And not only give them the space, but be willing to listen to that. And sometimes that might be very, very uncomfortable to do. And one of the ways in which you can do that, and I always, because I do, I did it with Brie and I do it with Ava, is, and you guys may have heard in one of my earlier podcasts where I talked about pillow talk and how at night I give like 10 minutes where Ava or Bree, they could, you know, lay on their pillow and have 10 minutes to tell me whatever. And it would not be shared outside. It would not be talked about outside of that 10 minutes. They could say anything and they wouldn't get in trouble. So if they said they hated me or whatever, that's okay, because they needed that space. So having the awareness to do that is really, really important. It helps the child express the anger if it's causing like the financial difficulty is causing the stress on the child and they're not able to go on the trip or they're not able to do something that they want to do. I also think in the same line of thinking, I also think it's important that your child has another trusted adult, either a grandmother, a teacher, a close friend, or a family friend that your child can talk to without you being there. And they can talk through their feelings. And it has to be, obviously, it has to be someone that you respect and that you trust. But I think that giving them that space that they might not feel comfortable to talk to you about, because they might be saying things that, that would be hard to hear. But I think that that would help the children as well. 
Um, because, you know, they might be saying something that would hurt you. And I think in doing this with the support and reassurance, your child will come through these financial difficulties that you're having as a family and can emerge as a more empathetic, more caring, and more responsible person because of the financial issues. And so I think these things are really, really important for the well-being of our children. So just to recap on some of my thoughts on helping our children through financial difficulties is to make sure that when you talk to your children that it's age appropriate so you don't over you don't share too many details when they're under 12 um you emphasize security um that you don't lie to them about the situation that it's a good opportunity to educate your children on finances and that if you can, depending on your situation, if you can show a united front with your other co-parent and that you guys can have a discussion about it together, I think that that will really go towards helping the children feel secure and loved. Also, make sure you focus on the positive. That is super important for all of us. I try to do that in every area of my life, trying to be super positive. And then don't use your child as a confidant and don't overshare. And then allow your child the space to express whatever they're feeling. Thank you all so much for joining me again. I hope this episode has been helpful for you. In addition, I wanted to share with you, and it's in the transcripts of the notes, but I wanted to share with you all some resources that I have found to be beneficial for single mothers and single parents in general. Um, But I wanted to share those with you. Um, One of them is, it's called asinglemother.org. And it is um, an organization that offers support to single mothers. It also provides, they're part of a national rental assistance options, and it's state by state. And they also provide grants and other just general financial assistance. There is also, let me see, I made a list of a couple that I really like. Oh, one of the ones, and I know this would have been especially helpful for me back in the day, but it's called Co-Abode. And it's the website is coabode.org. And they work with single mothers and they connect single mothers for a home sharing program. So it is I've I've looked at their website, I looked through some of their stuff. It is a really, really cool thing. So for any of you single mothers out there struggling to pay the rent and you're interested in Um, home sharing program with another single mom that is a great uh, resource as well and like I said I'm going to have these resources listed in the transcription notes I will also put them on my social media on my Instagram and Facebook page as well and I will put them on my website deborahlinnae.com Uh, There is also Single Parents Alliance of America and that email address, spaoa.org. And it was designed, it's it's an organization designed to help um, single parents in general. And that is a great program. And Single Mother Guide. 
that also they provide financial assistance, childcare support, educational grants. So there's a lot of really good resources that I wish I would have known about 20 years ago when I was trying to uh, raise Brie. And so I feel like that it is really a great few resources here and that would really help you. So this week is March 1st week and I love March and April, May. Those are my favorite time of year because it's spring. Everything feels fresh and clean and it's really my favorite time of year. So I'm very grateful that spring is here and winter can be gone. And I hope you all have a wonderful week. I hope that you found this to be helpful in your co-parenting journey. Feel free to reach out to me on any of my social media platforms. I look forward to serving you all and all of us growing together. I hope you have a wonderful week. Hey, mamas. Thank you so much for joining me again today on Co-Parenting Your Thrive Guide podcast. You can download your free Thrive Guide on my website at DebraLanae.com. If you enjoyed the show today, don't forget to rate and review me wherever you get your podcast. It really goes in supporting the podcast, and I would really appreciate your feedback. Good or bad, I would love to hear from you. My new podcast comes out every Monday, so please join me next Monday. Until next time. I am Deborah Lene, and remember for this week to lead your conversations with honesty, clarity, and love, and always give grace extended.